Happy Thursday morning to you all. Thank you for joining us here on the back row. Coming up on today's show, we share your favorite morning show topics so far, plus the latest news, random facts, and more. Uh, but first, we have a few holidays to celebrate. Uh, it is March 21st. What do we got? They're not the best holidays in the world. <laughs> Just being told. Most, most days this week have been kind of... honest. Kind of... Wednesday was lacking. the best day as far <laughs> as holidays Wednesday was pretty good. Yeah, we concerned. had three good days. Today, three good holidays for that one. Yeah. Today is National Common Courtesy Day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Come on, guys. Just be what is com- What is common, common courtesy today, though? And I, mean, I mean, having common courtesy, okay. Uh, if I'm standing in line, give me at least two feet on either side. <laughs> Give me, give me a two-person radius around that, me, that's please. That's just common courtesy. I don't, and this bugs me to no end. I don't need you, like at Walmart when I'm checking out, mm-hmm. and I am standing at the card reader. You know, um, I don't need your cart bumping into me. <laughs> I literally can only move as fast as the cashier. <laughs> Bumping me out of the way is not going to let you get checked out faster. <laughs> that it, okay. it's a it's a pet peeve. It really you. is. I got you. Um, don't talk on your cell phone. Don't pull your cell public. phone out in the movies at all, unless you know an emergency. But sure. even then, I, go out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because I understand that there are emergency situations. But mm-hmm. here's another one. Bring it. Retail workers. <laughs> A lot of store related things. <laughs> well, you know, retail workers. If there are people at your register, don't talk to your worker or coworker about your other coworker. And. Please don't use cuss words when having <laughs> okay. a yeah, conversation. See, that's a pet peeve of mine. Anywhere where you're on the clock, yeah. you need to not be cussing. Thank you. Because any customer hearing that immediately is like, I'm not coming back here. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. Yeah. It really is. And they do it very flippantly. Mm-hmm. Like, no big yeah, deal. Casual cussing yep. shouldn't be a thing yep. when you're on the clock. Also, smile. <laughs> At your customers a little. <laughs> don't act like you hate being there all the time. Yeah. Look, you have a job. We understand you don't want to work. Nobody wants to work. But we all participate in the system. Yeah. So please, be kind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make me want to be here. Yeah. And spend money. <laughs> I went to, yeah, I went to, what was it? It was Subway. I went to Subway the other week where the dude just, you could tell he hated his job. He didn't care. Mm-hmm. He's ripping things apart. Using the wrong knife. Got guac on my meatball sandwich. I'm like, what the heck is that? Yeah. I don't want no guac on my meatball sandwich. Just He just didn't care. No. Didn't. Uh, no pleasantries. And he's like, what do you want? Like, <laughs> I would like a sandwich, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm here. Uh, uh, I think I'll take a double cheese quesadilla, <laughs> a side of nachos, and two tacos. That's what I would have done. And a better attitude. (laughs) 
we can't give, we can't give we that to have, you. We don't have tacos. We can't give that to you. Uh, okay, well, do you think you can Ooh. give me a better attitude? Because... <laughs> you know, Subway used to make pizza. You remember that? Yes, I do I remember that. I those pizzas. Yeah, they were like flatbread pizzas. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. They were real. They made real pizzas. Did they? They had like real pizza crust. This was before they had the flatbread as an option for bread either. Like they made real pizzas. They had like pre were they frozen crust things and they put the fresh toppings size? on. They were a little bigger than like, they weren't like Pizza Hut personal size. They were like, I imagine they were what a small used to be when okay. they had smalls. <laughs> two, to, two to four person serving? Yeah. Okay. But anyway, it was really neat. Um, I don't know. how we, Where were we? Common, common courtesy. courtesy. Yes. Yeah, so those Subway are things pizza. that are common, common courtesy. I don't need to hear about your baby mama drama on your phone while you're walking through the store. I don't need to hear about your coworker issues when I'm checking out. And I don't need to be bumped by your cart because I'm not moving fast enough. So one of the things that I, that happens at church a lot oh gosh. is people answering their phone because they have to answer the phone. And they're going out to talk. But the entire way out, they're yelling, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, really loud. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get a hold on. Like, you're not helping the situation. Yeah. You're still loud. You're still very loud. <laughs> and then they're right out of the foyer. Yeah. Between these very thin doors. Okay, uh, I can talk now. <laughs> like, we can all hear you. Yeah. Go outside. <laughs> yep. I, I think... People have lost a sense of <laughs> common courtesy. Uh, uh, there's too many people that don't understand that people are around them, that other people exist. Sometimes my wife falls into that category. Sometimes really? she doesn't like realize that she's in someone's way and she's like just standing there in someone's way. I'm like, will you please move? <laughs> and pull her aside. I was oh. <laughs> She's just in her own little world. Yeah. She just gets thinking and she stops moving. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't do it on purpose. There are people. She, it's not like she doesn't care. She's just oblivious to it. But there are too many people that just don't care. Oh, there are tons of people who don't care. <laughs> yeah. And then when you ask them politely, hey, do you mind if I get by? Ugh, really? You couldn't just... And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. This is a two-way aisle person. We are supposed to be able to fit two carts down this thing. Every now and then the Walmart aisle has one of those poles in the middle. Yes. where only one person. And that one person will stop right there Mm -hmm. next to the pole. So there's no getting around. I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, all right, I'm going to go all the way around. (laughs) So So wrap around another aisle and come back up. The worst place for these situations is those four aisles in Walmart that have like the um, the seasonal stuff, you know, the Easter basket stuff currently. Up in the front? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, everybody is in and out of those aisles yeah. trying to find Valentine's Day cards for their kids, Easter they're baskets. they're super thin, too. Yes. There's not two cards that so, length in that one. I'm just going to be totally honest, <laughs> okay? I can be... A bit ugly sometimes, okay? (laughs) I don't like to hold grudges, but I kind of do sometimes. Um, And so said person, when I politely asked, can I get past? And they were total punks to me. I thought, you know what? They're probably coming down this aisle next. You know what? I'm going to turn my cart sideways. sideways. (laughs) (laughs) And I am just going to stand right here. With my happy self until they have to walk around the other way to get through. 
It's a little little vindictive there, Mo. You know, I don't even care. <laughs> God can judge me for it. <laughs> All right, uh, we need to move on. Wow, yeah, we hovered on that holiday okay. for a while. <laughs> it's National French Bread Day. Mm, I love me some French bread. Do you like French bread? Even just like the cheap old Albertsons or Walmart French that's, bread. Yeah, that's the best kind. Oh, is the... yeah. I prefer Italian bread. I'll just be honest. What's the difference? What's Italian bread? Italian bread is a wider loaf. French bread is typically more thin, and Italian bread is more wide. So think mm. about the garlic bread that you get from Albertsons that's mm. pre-made. That's kind of like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's good, too. Yeah, but when I am like when I buy sandwich bread, I buy the Sara Lee Italian mm. bread because it's a wider okay. loaf. I mean, bad. Now I want some French bread, though. <laughs> and lastly, it's World Puppetry Day. Mm-hmm. Hey. I have a puppet. I was going to say, let's give a shout out to Brody here. Brody. Brody. Back row Brody. Back row Brody. He's a surly puppet. He, he is surly. He could use recovery. <laughs> uh, if you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio as a whole, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio. We've been doing this for roughly seven months now, I think. Really? Seven months. We started. That's in, all. No, maybe not seven. No, it's been nine. That's right. It's been nine months. We, we have started birthed in July. a baby. But hold on. But we, uh, we started in August. The morning show started in August. So that's been seven. Seven months for the morning show. Nine months for the radio station as a whole. But still, not a very long time, but long enough that we realize it's going to stick around and we're going to do this thing for a while. Uh, so if we want to keep doing that, we need people to partner with us in ministry because we are getting to the point where our funds are not enough to keep us on the air and to keep us adding music. So if you can uh, partner with us in any way, even if it's just giving up you know, one fancy coffee a month, donate five bucks to us a month, that will go a long way to helping us uh, fund our goal. We're only about one sixth of the way there. Uh, we need a, uh, a good amount of influx to uh, help us continue to grow and reach more ears and minister to more people in this way. And uh, we love doing it. We love the radio station. A lot of people out there are loving it. And uh, that's been evident in the amount of time that y'all have been listening, which, uh, you know, normal radio stations don't really get to see how long you listen and how many total hours of listening there are out there. We get to see that. And it's been growing uh, and growing each and every month, which is exciting, uh, but also terrifying because we can't afford much more growth. <laughs> we got maybe another six months, maybe another nine months in us before we're at the point where, yeah, we definitely need more funding. So let's try and get there before we get there. You know yeah. what I mean? You stop, know what I mean? Stop giving us stomach ulcers and, and <laughs> semi-heart attacks and just help us get through this. So patreon.com slash radio. You can go there. You can find out all about it. Uh, find out more. Find out where your money will be going. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash radio. Or if you can't remember that, backrowradio.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom of the page, and there's the link to the Patreon. Back row radio. Wow. What a difference. I said a different one. You have to come up with a different slogan. That'll be next week, okay? You got to give me time to think on it. You can't just throw that at me on Wednesday and say I need different whatever. Choosy moms choose back row radio. <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) 
See, you can have fun. Just take, just steal everybody else's slogan. Well, that's that was Blockbuster for, Video. Yeah. <laughs> Back row radio. Oh, Blockbuster Video. Wow. One store left. One store in the whole world left. In the whole world. Although there is a Blockbuster in Arkansas. That's the Arkansas? one, isn't it? No. The one that's left, it's in it's in a different country. It's not even... No, no, no. The different country was the one that closed. Oh, okay. Yeah, the other one's here in America. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was wherever you're thinking. Arkansas. <laughs> Alrighty. Never mind me. Well, here's the deal, folks. If you didn't know. <gasps> Today, this is our 100th morning show. Yay! Not counting the Friday shows with Donnie and Jordan and not counting any... Of the uh, repeat episodes. Like, this is the actual 100th show. New episode yeah, with Matt and Mo yeah. in the studio. So, we are we are excited about that. Excited. And, uh, <laughs> throughout, the, throughout the 100th shows over these seven months that we've been doing this, which, of course, you know, we understand. Four episodes a week, you're going to reach 100 pretty quick. We get it. It's not a gigantic milestone, but it is a a flag post in our in our journey here that kind of lets us know again. Yeah, this is going to work. We're going to keep doing this for a while. Uh, so we are going to celebrate that. Uh, we went to our Facebook group, Backrow Baptist Church, and put out a poll of a good list of some of our favorite topics that we've discussed uh, that we usually do in the third hour uh, over these 100 episodes. And had you guys vote on what your favorites were, with the top three being the ones that we were going to revisit today uh, in each of these hours. So uh, let me give you the list of number 10 all the way up to number four, and then we'll jump into number three and go back and revisit that this Mm -hmm. morning. All right, so number 10 was Seven Myths of Christian Singleness. Yeah, we felt it was kind of lame, too. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it made the top ten. So there's quite a few more than ten on the list. That's true. Number nine is worship music manipulative. That was a pretty good discussion. Number eight, the masks we wear in church. Number seven, six things your church is doing illegally. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I feel like nine, eight, and seven are all things that nobody really wants to discuss. (laughs) Don't tell me that. I don't want to know Yeah, let's look. We're not talking about those things again. It was bad that you did it once already. Okay. Uh, Number six was how to ruin your Bible study for newcomers. I liked that one. Yeah. That was a good one. Number five, are we only preaching half the gospel? Number four, uh, is spying or eavesdropping a sin? I like that discussion too. I did not like. You that didn't one. like that. That one? was that <laughs> should be number ten for me, tied with uh. Christian singleness. <laughs> so you can find all of those uh, pretty easily on our in our podcast archives. Archives. Uh, so go check those out if you want to hear those. Uh, but today we got the top three. We're going to relive with you today. Uh, number one today. I'm going to keep saying today over and over again. Today, to make today, that a point today. That it's, it's only his, today that we're doing it's this. It's his tick for today <laughs> to say today. <laughs> you voted the number three one was our true story. Playing along with a church scammer. So let's check it out again. <laughs> So it's last story week, we've all been waiting for. Last week, so you know people. Okay, this is a scam that a lot of uh, people aren't aware of. But if your church puts their email addresses on the church website, this is something that you need to look for if you work at a church. As they will take all the emails for all the staff and email them all from an email that they've created. 
that's supposed to look similar to your pastor's email address. And so ours, ours is a, you know, one that's tied to our church, Highland Clovis. And so it put our pastor dot Highland Clovis at gmail.com. And that was their fake email. And they stole his picture. They put it on there too. Put his name on there. Made it really look like him. And they ran a script that would sound like most pastors, I think. But our pastor is a goofball. And so it sounded nothing like him. And so I knew immediately, this is not Johnny. And then I knew for sure when I saw the email address. But I had other people on staff emailing me, uh, is this really Johnny? I'm like, no, that's not him. You need to block that email address. So as soon as everybody blocked it, I decided to go in and see how much fun I could have. So I'm going to read this whole conversation to you and tell you what I was thinking as it's going on. So you funny. tell me where you think you would have caught on to this. Okay? Because like, I feel like I was being deliberately annoying. And he just kept going. So the initial email was, Are you there? Please, I need your assistance as soon as possible. Kindly mail me back. God bless you. Hope to hear from you soon. Thanks. Which, for me, that is where I would have caught on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about if you were the scammer, if I, if, okay. caught on to me. Got it. Yeah, I caught on immediately with this. Yeah, I would have been like, it sounds nothing uh, like our pastor. Why didn't he say, hey, Matt? <laughs> hey, fart brain. Can you please? <laughs> uh, all right. So I replied simply, what do you need? His, re- his response sounded even less like Johnny. Thanks for getting back to me. How are you? I would have called you, but my phone is faulty at the moment. I need to get an iTunes gift card for a cancer patient that I promised her as a birthday gift, but I can't do this right now because I'm currently busy checking on a friend at the hospital. Can you get it from any store around you? I'll pay you back. I need you to reply this mail ASAP. God bless you. Thanks. And then he included the bir- the Bible verse, Philippians 4.19, and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. That was a good verse to include with Great it. one. <laughs> it reminds you that, hey, you do these great things for me, God's going to get you back. Yep. So I replied, sure. What amount should I get the gift card in? I can drop it by your office, and while I'm there, I can check out your phone. It's so strange that it's acting up. When will you be in your office next? God bless you. Total amount she need to get is $200. in two denomination. That total is $200 from any store around now. And I need you to scratch the back of the card to reveal the pen, then take a snapshot of the back showing the pen and have it sent to me here as soon as possible. How long will that take you? Two question marks. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, that seems like a lot of hassle on your part. The store is not that far from the hospital. I can just bring the cards to you. What room are you in? So he wasn't very creative with his response. All I need all all need to do is to scratch the back of the card to reveal the pin, then take a snapshot of the back showing the pin and have it sent to me here as soon as possible. Thanks. I'm already driving to the hospital. You know they sell those cards in the gift shop, right? I can just get them there. Is there a reason you can't leave the room? 
you don't need to come to the hospital. Just scratch the back of the card to reveal the pin, then take the snap and have it sent to me, okay? Ah, it's no hassle. I was close by. I'm already parking. Which room are you in? (laughs) So this is where he panics a little. Can't you listen to instruction? I don't want you here. Just send only the card to me via email. Thanks. Can't you listen to instruction? Double question mark. I don't want you here. Oh, so I, I found that a little rude. And right. So I said so. I said, that's kind of rude. Here I am doing you a favor, going the extra mile for you, and you treat me like this. I'm willing to do this for you, but I'm going to need you to apologize for being rude to me first. I think maybe that's where I would have. Right. That's where I would have. Sure enough. I'm sorry, Matt. Thanks for your help. (laughs) No, this guy, assuming it's a guy, he's like, yes, I've got him. I'm getting my $200 today. Yes. Oh, keep him. Keep him. So we kept it rolling. I said, thank you. I accept your apology and I'm happy to help. But we have a problem. I'm at the store down the block from the hospital, but they only have iTunes gift cards and packs of two $10 cards. So I'll have to buy 10 packs and send you the pen photos for 20 different cards. Is that okay? This is where I definitely would have known. (laughs) I definitely would have been like, all right, dude is pulling my chain. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm envisioning him going, ugh. And he replied, okay. So I said, okay, they only have three packs up front. So they have to go find the other seven in the back. So it's going to be a few minutes. Who's in the hospital? Is your friend Gary's gout acting up again? (laughs) (laughs) He's not playing along. He says, send it to me once you're done. Okay, thank you. So I take it a little further. I said, I'm only asking because I could get him a get well soon card while I'm here. They got a funny one where it's got a sexy nurse on it. And when you open it up, the woman has male parts. (laughs) Sorry. I know that's not appropriate, Pastor. Tell Gary I said hi. So I don't know. So he sent me two emails in response. The first one was, you are crazy, you pig. And so I think for a second he was going to go along with it. But then he responded, now F off (laughs) after that. Pretty sure he figured it out. So I replied, okay, I'm definitely not getting these cards for you now. Have a nice day, scammer. (laughs) But I really wish he'd have kept going with it because I had already started getting photos of other people's, you know, pictures at the back of their cards and kind of cropping them to where not all the numbers were there. I was going to send him photos with partial numbers and he was going to get all upset about that. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And the first picture I was going to send him was the front of the cards. (laughs) (laughs) I had this whole plan, but he didn't let me get to it. You should have kept going with it. You should have never called him a scammer. You should have just been like, Pastor, I've never heard you say something so vulgar before. Uh, I feel better knowing you're a real human, though. I'm sorry I've pushed you to that point. Here are the cards you've requested. My mom mom always told me I drove people crazy with my incessant questions. Now it must be true. I'll be at the altar Sunday morning to request prayer. <laughs> oh, so that was fun. I can't wait for it to happen again because I really want to see 
what comes out of it. <laughs> Here's my question. Do you think that they're like all interconnected? What? All these scammers? No, I don't think so. I think there's hundreds of them. Yeah. All on their own. So like I'm sure Thailand... there are lo- I'm sure there are large like groups of people that pull scams off. Yeah. But I bet there's tons of those groups. So Highland hasn't been flagged like, okay, don't email this church. They're too smart for us. Oh, probably not. Yeah. Huh. I wouldn't assume so. Or just don't email <laughs> this Matt guy. <laughs> oh, I so searched funny. my, when you posted that, I searched my inbox, searched my spam. I was Please like, let me have a scammer somewhere. <laughs> Please. Some Nigerian prince must need their money transferred to American dollars. <laughs> I'm the long lost relative of King... Uh, the king of Nigeria. <laughs> right? Nigeria is a democracy. I don't have a king, I think. I have gotten a few <laughs> Facebook messages from friends. Closed accounts? Uh-huh. Yeah. Whose Facebook pages have been hacked and they've asked for cloned, money. But I cloned, never... Okay, cloned, cloned. Not hacked. Cloned. Gosh. Um, but I've never followed through. I always just email the person and I'm like, hey, FYI. Your page has been. Hey, how's Gary? Gary's fine. I thought he was in the hospital. Oh no, he's out now. Just keep it going. No. Going things that only that person who was supposed to know, and they have to keep making it up. (laughs) What did they say was wrong with him? Uh, Ulcers. (laughs) 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 Gotta make. Gotta make them be creative. <laughs> I'll just I'll have two messages open the next time. Matt, this is what they're saying. What do I say next? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, I want to know if any of our listeners have been as creative as you. Well, I haven't done it. The only reason I I did it this time is because I watched those James Veach TED Talks. Have you seen those? No. Where he does this. Really? Uh, and he, he does it all the time, apparently. But he had a he has a, had a couple that went fantastically hilarious. So you should look him up. James Veach. James uh, Veach. And, yeah. The, or how to reply to a emails scam or something like that. But they're just, they're hilarious. Hilarious things. I'm going to... I'm going to look into them. <laughs> and that was our true story playing along with the church scammer uh, episode. I still wish that you would have gone longer with that. I would. Like, yeah. I, I mean, if they if if I hadn't given it away. Yeah. Because I thought he got me. I thought he got me. And then I realized, no, he probably would have gone further. Yeah. So I had photos ready and everything. But nah. And it's I feel right. like it was a once in a lifetime thing. Like, no, nah, it'll happen again. Really? It'll happen again. Okay. Because that was the third time it's happened since uh, we got those new email addresses. I really? Think. Second or third time. Huh, okay. Yeah. I don't remember. But anyway, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for when it happens again. Coming up in the next hour, we reveal what the number two selection was. Stick around.
to the Back Row Morning Show here on Back Row Radio, exclusively. <laughs> Today is our 100th morning show episode, and uh, we're glad to have you with us. And we are reliving some of the uh, more popular discussions that we've mm-hmm. had. We're, we're, we're sharing our top three that have been voted on by by our listeners and by our friends over at Back Row Baptist Church. Uh, but before we get to our number two, we've got five random facts. Five random facts with Mo. <laughs> with Mo. Five random facts with Mo. Go ahead. What do we got? What's <laughs> your new theme song? With Mo. Is that what I sounded like? <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but You're... you did go down lower. Well, I know that I went down lower. I wanted to go down lower, <laughs> but did I really of, sound like a, gruff. a dying like a dying horse? That's exactly <laughs> a cow giving birth. <laughs> you know that I have issues with singing in front of people. And now you just made them even worse. Uh, I sound like a barnyard animal when I sing. <laughs> All right. Number one, Spain has more tourists than than residents. Uh, 75 million people visited Spain in 2016, while only 46 million people live there. Wow. wow. <laughs> wow. Um, what, how is that? Cummerspec. Cummerspec. Grief bacon? <laughs> I'm so confused. Is German for the weight put on from eating too much when feeling sorry for yourself? So oh, grief that bacon. Yeah, that's what okay. that means in German. <laughs> that's hilarious. Cummerspec means, <laughs> means grief bacon, and it's the term that Germans use for weight that you put on when you eat too much for feeling sorry for yourself. Okay. That makes sense to me now. I have had about 30 pounds of cummer spec in the past year. (laughs) There is a common Chinese idiom that states the ugly wife is a treasure at home. (laughs) Do you remember that? She's a treasure. Do you remember? Have you ever heard that song? Uh, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, no, uh, it's a ter- <laughs> terrible song. It would be so offensive today if it came out. But it was like, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, never make a pretty woman your wife. So, from my personal point of view, get an ugly girl to marry. <laughs> oh my goodness! And the middle of the, the like the bridge part of the song is all these guys. Talking about how ugly their wives are, but how great they are at cooking and all these other things. You know, you know your wife sure is ugly. Yeah, but she sure can't cook, boy. <laughs> they start singing the song. Wow. Wow. But it, the song was essentially about, you know, if you have a pretty woman, you're going to have problems all your life because everyone's going to be hitting on them. And they're going to realize they're not, you know, they're better than you. And they don't need all this kind of stuff. Make an ugly woman your wife and yeah, she'll stick with you probably. <laughs> That's the thing. You imagine how offensive that would be if that That's came horrible. out horrible. There would be no end of hashtags. There for would this be song. no end of hashtags. <laughs> oh my word! I remember that playing on the oldie station when I was a kid, and I just I liked the the way because it, it was like a 
it wasn't like a typical song, you know, like a pop song. It was no, it sounds it very like a, baby sharkish. <laughs> it's very it was, like it was kind of like a very folk, like just like almost a bar song, you know. Okay, they're just singing, kind of just a bunch of guys singing with An very Irish minimal ditty. music. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I remember that coming on the radio when I was a kid and I liked it not understanding really probably was an Irish ditty I I halfway wonder if it was like Uh, uh, Mumford and Sons that wrote it (laughs) Um, okay Mozart kept a diary of every incident when he heard someone fart (laughs) Mozart and I have that in common Dear um, diary. <laughs> Today at 1:51 p.m. Chris While let out a squeaker. standing in the Walmart line. Remember <laughs> Mo Mo this week asked me what the difference was between a toot and a fart. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Here we go. So if you don't know, a toot is like like a VW bug puts on the horn like Meep. that's a toot. A fart is like a Hummer coming down the road. That's the difference, folks. They're not the same thing. Those are not interchangeable terms. Okay, so I was going to say Mo doesn't toot, leaving the door open. For everybody to think, oh, well, she only farts then. Like, <laughs> Mo is a violent, gassy person. But then I thought of my mom. Because my entire life, my mom always said, I don't toot. I don't. Ladies don't toot. Ladies, women don't toot. And now I'm thinking, she doesn't toot. She farts. <laughs> There's just... I. I thought all this time she was just being Well no hold on. There's the there's a third option. There's past gas. That's different. No, okay, so when I think past gas, I think like a whoopee cushion. You know how it just like <laughs> No, past gas is silent. Past no gas is the silent but deadly. You're just no. passing the gas. It's no, just, that's the gas is sliding out. That's a phantom fart. <laughs> that's what that is. Think it's a phantom fart. There is a phantom fart. You can't a, hear it, but you smell it. There's a phantom poop. <laughs> Have you ever had a phantom poop? Where, where you sit down and you think, clean? where you no, it's where you think you've pooped, and then you look down and there's nothing in the bowl. <laughs> you just passed gas, so technically it's a fart. No, I think when I think phantom, this is a disgusting phantom conversation poop. When I think phantom poop, it's when you poop and then you wipe, but there's nothing on the toilet paper. So it's, you pooped, but I don't, I mean, I I don't know. You know why that happens? Why? (laughs) (laughs) It means you ate too greasy of a meal. (laughs) So that makes sense. When I was on keto all those times. (laughs) There's too much grease and fat. Okay, we are so far off topic right so now. So sorry, everybody. Kids <laughs> kids who are listening are loving this. Kids who are Parents, listening are loving it. Like, Absolutely. What are you doing to me, the guys? People in the office, as they're listening to it, they're like looking around at their desk mates or trying to see in their boss's office. Like, if, these, if these guys say phantom poop one more time, I'm going to have to turn the radio off. <laughs> Oh, 
Oh, man. Nothing is off limits in the back row. Yeah, they, they wouldn't be just... saying this on K-Love. <laughs> <laughs> just one more reason. You ain't ever going to hear the words phantom poop on K-Love. <laughs> one I promise you that right now. One more reason to tune into us. All right. I have one more fact for you guys. While 70, 71% of Americans believe in hell, only... 0.5% think that they are likely to end up there. A survey has found that to be true. We're some arrogant people. We are some arrogant people. Like, yeah, hell's a real place. I ain't going there, are you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's only us believers, man. Only us believers. All you other people. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shame the rest of the world. <laughs> that, is, that is interesting, though, that 71% believe in hell. And Americans believe in hell. Um, but I halfway wonder, like, there's that whole um, group of people who believe that we are living in our hell. Like, and that, that makes me wonder if they were also a part of this survey. And that's why that number is 71%. <laughs> is Do you believe in hell? Yep, living it every day. <laughs> you mean America? <laughs> yes, I do. We don't believe that. That's not us. No. Hey, let's move on. Uh, as we said, today is our 100th episode, and we are reliving some of the best discussions as voted on by you guys at Backer Baptist Church. Uh, number three was the uh, true story where we played along with the church scammer. Number two was our discussion between Bible apps and physical Bibles. I love this one. This is a really good discussion. Yeah. Let's dive back in. Uh, well, pretty much since we've been able to write, the Bible has been on a hard copy of something, either a tablet or a scroll or a book. Things have popped up to try to replace that before, such as the audio Bible or those uh, weird little weird little flip. Gosh, they're like old school calculators almost. Like the screen's really small and you can type in what verse you want to read and it'll show it on there. Have you seen them? They still sell them at like Walgreens. Weird little pocket, like a digital, pocket Bible, pocket I think digital Bibles. It, yeah. yeah, but the screen's really tiny, and yeah, it's just terrible. I've tried to use it before. I thought you were going to talk about the <coughs> cassette tapes that my cassette parents. Tapes, yeah, yeah, the tapes, CDs, MP3 players, players that amount to little more than entertainment for some people, or quote unquote entertainment. Uh, but with the rise of the smartphone now, Bible apps have become more and more commonplace to the point where they've almost replaced having an actual hard copy Bible for most people. And uh, it's sort of unprecedented. You know, mm-hmm. this hasn't really happened. This is the first time that the actual medium has changed from hard copy to all digital and people have embraced it. Um, so a large portion of churchgoers are leaving their physical Bibles at home and carrying their phone with them instead. So are you trying to open yours up? What's going on yeah, here? I guess I deleted mine. <laughs> oh, no, there it is. I found it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Sorry. All right, so you use, obviously, you use a Bible app. Which one do you use? Bible Gateway. Bible Gateway. Okay. Because That's... it has the voice on there. Which is oh, the right. The new translation, that new translation uh-huh. that you like. That's right. Yep. They do have, yeah, they have almost all of them, if not all of them. Yeah. At least the English ones. Um, yeah, that's the one I use online whenever I need to find a verse quickly. Mm-hmm. I use Bible Gateway. Um, Bible app, though, on the phone, I just have a ESV has a standard Bible. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, no frills, no extras to it. Yeah. Uh, so I downloaded that one. But I don't typically use it all that much. 
because I still have a hard copy. Ooh, pardon me. Hard copy Bible. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't even remember where mine was located <laughs> on my phone, so. <laughs> so how often do you use a physical copy of the Bible versus a Bible app? All the time. Yeah. I, I, I put the Bible app on there when Chris and I were going back and forth between translations, trying mm. to figure out what exactly verses were saying, you know? Okay, well, what is what exactly does this say? <laughs> um, but I don't think that I've opened that up or used it <clears throat> since before Thanksgiving. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, and I have a really cool journal, Bible journal that I got for Christmas that I've been using. Mm. Which okay. That, yeah. That kind of require, almost requires a, a hard copy Bible just for the feel of it. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, like if I'm doing some like deep studying of something, I'll usually go online. Mm-hmm. I don't ever really typically use the Bible app unless I'm just stuck without a Bible and need it. But online, like on a laptop, mm-hmm. I will use a bunch of different websites, including Bible Gateway. Um, but if it's quiet time... Uh, or if I am in church and not in the sound booth, then I will, which is rare, I will use my actual Bible. Um, or the Bible that's provided for you in the pew in front. <laughs> no, I usually bring my actual Bible or leave it here. <laughs> I have one of them. See, that's the, that's the thing I always get judged on. Like, you leave your Bible here at the church all the time? Like, well, yes, but I have more than one Bible. Well, this is my church Bible. That's when you can go, do you only own one Bible? I have 17. <laughs> Check your heart. All right. Uh, so I guess the, the real question, and, and it's a little different for us because seemingly we're both on the same page pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think the rise of the Bible app has lessened our reverence of the actual Bible? Okay. So I would have said... Up until a week ago, which it's so funny because I had a conversation that touched on this a yeah. little bit. Um, I would have said up until a week ago, no, it's it's the Bible. Things are changing. Yeah. You know, people always have their phone with them. Let's make it accessible to where they always have the Bible with them. Right. However, I was talking to a friend who um, we were talking about youth group because I have two boys that are in youth. Yeah. Okay. And she has... All three of her children are in youth. We were discussing, should we let them have their phones during Sunday school or during youth? You know, whether or not they're using their Bible app on their phone is irrelevant. Let's, should we have them put their phone away and use a hard copy Bible? Okay. She brought up the point that specifically for kids and even for people in our generation, in our age, if you're going to consider an idol in your life, what is that? <laughs> and for yeah. a lot of us, it's our phone. Yeah. You know, it's something that we can't put down. It's something that we have to have on our person most of the time during the day. <laughs> I'm remembering that episode of Parks and Recreation where Tom Haverford was banned from using his phone. Like legally, the judge banned him from using his phone for uh, three days or something or a week. And he made a fake one out of cardboard. Oh, yes. Tried to, yep. <laughs> tried to swipe it. <laughs> Well, and then I think that that even spurred somebody to actually do something very similar where, what was it? We talked about Oh, yeah, the, the, that, the no phone. The no phone, yeah. yeah. Just a piece of plastic. Yep. 
You can also you... you can buy a no phone selfie. It has a mirror on it where the screen would be. <laughs> so that you can you can get away from your phone, but not really getting right. It's like a placebo effect. You're yes, still holding you. it. You're still holding mm-hmm. that plastic uh, rectangle. Right. And so yeah, so you can try. Yeah, I almost bought one just for the just for the novelty of it. Yeah. I still might. <laughs> <sighs> but getting back to the idle aspect of it, if. If someone is struggling with their phone being an idol, but we're saying it's okay, use your Bible app. You don't need to use a Bible. Are we putting a hindrance in their hand? Are we putting a stumbling block directly in their hand and being okay with it? You know, Mm -hmm. just because they're using their Bible app? No. So for me, I feel like it is, it has definitely, definitely lessened the reverence of having a bible yeah like this is i have a couple of reasons the first reason i think that it has is because if you're using it on your phone you're going to be prone to distraction mm-hmm. it's similar to if you were reading your hard copy bible and someone came and dropped a, an us weekly on top of your open bible and it's you know hey here's that celebrity you like it's up well now you have to make a decision okay do i read that article real quick mm-hmm. Get back to my Bible, or do I just brush that off and mm-hmm. keep reading? So you brush it off. Oh, here's that Sports Illustrated. It's coming. Here's the score of all those games you missed. Uh, do I keep reading that, mm-hmm. or do I do this? You know, if if someone just kept dropping things in front of you uh, every time you started to really get into reading, it's the exact same thing happening on your phone. Yeah, you read two sentences, and ding, uh-huh. someone's commented on your post, or ding, here's the scores of that game. Or, yeah, all this stuff, you're always going to have notifications popping up. Mm-hmm. You even have notifications about things that aren't really notifications. Uh, if you run a Facebook page or something, I always get, ding, hey, your uh, your subscribers haven't heard from you in a while. Why don't you write them a post? I'm like, right? oh, I'm busy. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, there's always something to distract you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other reason is uh, I've never felt right about reading a real Bible while sitting on the toilet. But I'm perfectly fine with reading a phone Bible on the toilet. <laughs> and that to me makes me think I don't care about that fake Bible. <laughs> the, the digital Bible enough. <laughs> that was the clincher. I for mean, me. that's a point. Clincher that, might have been the wrong word to use. That, but that is the. That yeah, was, that's a definite <laughs> wrong word to use. Um, that was, that's what changed it for me. I'm like, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's valid. Yeah. Hmm? And like when you were like you were talking about with kids, you know, one of the things that I always got yelled at for when I was a youth was if I was too rough with my Bible, if I like tossed it instead of placed it down gently, mm-hmm. toss it on the couch, toss it in the back of my seat yeah. in the car. Mm-hmm. You know, I get scolded for that yeah. because that's a holy book. Yeah. That's, that's the word of God. We're supposed to have reverence for it. You're not going to do that to your kid if he tosses his phone over there. Yeah, you stick it in your butt most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> or your bra for some women. is sticking it on the sweaty parts of everything. It's so gross. It's gross. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we don't, have that, we don't have that sense of reverence because it's just another app. Yeah. You can't even be like, don't close that app with that much force. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> the holy word of God. I mean, the, the essence of what yeah, it is doesn't change. That's so true. And- but... How I mean, we treat it changes. through the pages, that would, I can remember getting yelled at for that. You know, like, you know how you would flip through your pages in your textbook and you do it real quick because you knew exactly where you needed to go, mm-hmm. but 
you know, if you ripped the corner, then, oh, well. I mean, right. it was a textbook, but I could tape it back together. But flipping through the corners of my Bible, my mom would, stop. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> well, scrolling on your phone, yeah. you know. I'm, yeah, I'm, you've, you're on to something, Matthew. <laughs> and I think that we've had this discussion on the we've podcast. Had, we've, yeah, and we have talked about it uh, bits and pieces before. And we were <coughs> on a different page when we talked about it on the podcast. You think so? I, if I remember I our remember. conversation correctly, we were all for Bible apps, which I am all for a Bible app. There's a, look, yeah, but, I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm pooping on it completely. There is a lot of good to it. Number one. Like we said, access to a bunch of different translations mm-hmm. without having to buy all those translations. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, a lot of these things like version, uh, come equipped with a bunch of like Bible studies, free yeah. Bible studies that you know are very intuitive and help you uh, and remind you with notifications to keep reading and stuff like that. That's great. Uh, there's also a lot of a lot of them also also have like links to uh, relevant content, uh, things going on in the world that the Bible's talking about, you know. What things are happening right now mm-hmm. that the Bible talks about then, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of great that can be done with them, but I feel like there's got to be a balance mm-hmm. between how we treat. We we need to treat that more as a tool for growing in our knowledge of the faith, the Bible app. But we need to have a reverence for the actual Bible, especially when it comes to our quiet time and and just mm-hmm. immersing ourselves in the Word of God. That's at least where I've landed I agree. On the whole thing. I agree. I also feel like <clears throat> it's a good testimony, whether it be within your own family or with close friends and family who may not live with you, for your Bible to be out. Yeah. You know? And we talked about that last week in one of our lists. Uh, I think it was more about um, sharing the word, I guess, with your kids or something. Yeah. That just have it out and have yeah. them, let them see you using it. Right. How do they know that yeah. I'm reading my Bible versus scrolling Facebook Right. if I'm just holding my phone? You just Yeah, although I remember his mom's always on her phone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, truly. But for them to see me sitting on the couch or, you know, in my chair or at the kitchen table with my Bible and yeah. either just reading it or actively doing a Bible study. Yeah. That that sends a bigger picture home to them. Absolutely. And we are back, and that's the end of that discussion. Mm-hmm. Good discussion. It was. I got to tell you, since that discussion, I haven't used my app on my phone. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, I, got a I new, feel super convicted I now. A, I got a new CSB Bible. I've been reading that. Yep. Nice. I know. That's funny. <laughs> well, hey, if it worked for anybody, at least it worked for us. <laughs> When we come back, what did you vote as the top morning show topic in our first 100 shows? Stick around.
back to the Back Row Morning Show here on this third hour. We are glad to have you with us. It is our 100th episode, 100th morning show since we started back in August. 100! And to celebrate, we have been going through the top three voted on topics that we've already discussed. We're bringing back these discussions for you to relive. Of course, all of our shows are podcasted. You can go and re-listen to them at any any point. Uh, but today, we are going to be reliving these with you. Uh, you voted on these at Back Row Baptist Church. Our number three was the true story where we played along with the church scammer. Our number two in the last hour was our discussion about Bible apps versus physical Bibles. And in this third hour, we are going to be showing the number one, which is seven myths Christians believe. What? This is one of your favorite ones. It was. Right? It yeah. was I, like so much so that I posted the myths as my Facebook status, hoping that people would take the bait and like start an argument with me. But nobody did. <laughs> nobody even did. I did. I think one person liked it, and that was it. And that was me. So, that was all. No, no. <laughs> Everyone's like, eh, Moses trying to pick fights again. I know. He's trying to start something. Apparently, I do it too much. Not falling for that trap again. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, here we go. Let's dive back into that discussion and relive it. All right. Today, we are talking about seven unbiblical, unbiblical. I cannot enunciate words today. That's obvious. Seven unbiblical statements Christians believe. Uh, it's an article from Relevant Magazine by Shane Pruitt. Uh, we have got to go through these and we'll kind of explain what they are. I've seen this list actually many different places, many different ways. Uh, some longer, some shorter. But this is seven of the most popular things that Christians hear and repeat that are not true. Got it. Let's go. Number okay. one. God helps those who help themselves. <laughs> My husband just said this the other night. <laughs> and he said it so like like matter of fact. Like this, this, this is in the Bible somewhere. Uh-huh. And I said, Babe, I don't actually think that's in the Bible. And he said, Are you sure? I'm gonna Google it. And he sure enough Googled it and was sure enough like, dang, that's not in the Bible. <laughs> Uh, more than that, uh, author of this article says that, that statement is actually anti-gospel. Uh, obviously, God gives us gifts and talents that we're supposed to use, but self-reliance and self-righteousness or the attitude of trying harder and doing better actually gets in the way of the work of God. It's uh, people who die to themselves that Jesus saves and helps. Uh, Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me, Matthew 16, 24. So you got to deny yourself. Let God come in and do the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's a whole CR thing too, Celebrate Recovery. It's all about admitting that we're powerless over our tendencies to do the wrong thing and that we need to Instead, rely on God's power and drop our junk at his feet. Let him come in and be our help, be our strength. Yeah. I also think, though, that a lot of times when it's used, it's more along the lines of, like, we can't just sit back and wait for things to fall in our lap. We can't just sit back and we want something to happen in our life. Yeah. 
And we just trust that God is just going to give it to us. Right. Without us doing anything. You, you want a job, but you're not going to go interview for the job because you just sit back and you think, God's going to give me that job. If that's the <laughs> job that God wants me to have, he'll give it to yeah, me. Yeah, that's taking it too far the other direction. Sure. But <laughs> and I think that typically when people use that saying, that's what it's. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say, God helps those who help themselves in relation to cleaning up their junk, their mess, their their sinful nature. Uh, I personally yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I, I, honestly, I haven't just I haven't heard anybody actually earnestly use that phrase. My husband does pretty much at all <laughs> my whole life. But when I've come across it, it's been a kind of don't wait for God to answer your prayer. Just go out and and uh, make it happen yourself. Yeah. Which, like you said, if you take it too far one direction, yeah. it's just being lazy. But if you take it far the other direction, it's not waiting on God's timing. Yeah, uh, It's not necessarily saying, you know, don't go out and do anything. But uh, it is saying that we're supposed to be focused on God's will and not our will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I get you. I get you. Number two thing that's not in the Bible. God wants me to be happy. It's a common belief that God exists to be our personal genie waiting to give us our every wish. It's amazing how we will justify our sinful actions by saying God just wants me to be happy. Because happiness is tied to feelings and emotions that are often based on circumstances and those change all the time. God wants us to be obedient, to trust him. And to know that everything he does for is for our good, even if it doesn't make us happy in the moment. Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good and for those who are called according to his purpose. So God might make you unhappy. <laughs> Did that quite a lot to the Israelites. <laughs> Made them very unhappy. <laughs> That's because they were dumb, though. And we're not. it's true it's true we're not still doing all the same dumb junk the Israelites did no that's not what I said that's not what I said don't put words in my mouth I'm just drawing conclusions based on what you said but see I feel like my main difference in the Israelites is when those things would happen they'd be like why God and at least when those things happen with me I'm like Okay, I see what you did there. (laughs) Oh, I get it. (laughs) Not happy about it, but I would have done the same thing, Lord. Now is the time to repent. I needed it. All right. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Number three. uh, Ooh. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I haven't even read this one. I guess you got to make sure it's not taking it in another direction that I don't want to go in here. Uh, Okay, so number three. We're all God's children. Oh, yeah, I can see you why. See you see where I was like... going in the... <laughs> Make sure. Okay. So what he's saying here is that... Uh, and this is true. The Bible says that when we come to salvation, that's when we become the adopted sons mm-hmm. of God. We come into his family. Uh, we are his, his uh, creations. But to actually be called his child, we have to be... A part of his family. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I like that he 
pointed that one out. Yeah. So Romans eight fifteen and 16 says, But you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, uh, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So it's only in Christ Jesus that we are children of God uh, through faith, because that's how we are baptized into Christ, clothe ourselves, clothe ourselves with Christ. Uh, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So you have to belong to Christ before you are considered Abraham's seed, heirs of God. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, keep going. What are you going to nope, say? Nope, nope. What I'll are say you going to say, end. Mo? I'll say it at the end because it's not relevant to this one thing. So okay. I'll say it at the end. Okay, number four. Cleanliness is next to godliness. <laughs> I mean, I've I heard, like that one. I've heard this more. As that's definitely in the Bible. Really? Than the other one that we were talking about. Seriously? Yes. I've heard this a lot in my life. Going, And I'm like, that's not a thing. <laughs> not I mean, I've heard it a lot in my life, but I've heard it kind of as like a, a joke kind of thing. Like, cleanliness is next to godliness. Make right? sure you wash your hands. No, yeah, I'm sure. And that's how mostly I've heard it. But there yeah. have been several people that thought this was an actual thing in the Bible. <laughs> oh... I mean, it's great to be clean, but it's not a scripture. <laughs> In fact, there is a whole scripture that I loved touting when I was a kid. I don't remember what it is now, uh, but it was talking about a little dirt ain't gonna hurt you. God made dirt, like dirt won't eating, hurt. Like when you're hurting, <laughs> like when not when you're uh, when you're eating or whatever. And so, yeah, basically, it was an excuse not to wash your hands before you eat. <laughs> okay, but. At this point, <laughs> the author says, I suggest using an actual biblical statement. Honor your father and your mother <laughs> to make your children clean up. <laughs> Burn. Burn. Uh, I'm, I like this guy. Yeah, I'm, it's good. Yep. So far, Shane Pruitt. I tell my kids that when they don't listen. Hey, Bible says honor your father and mother. <laughs> All right, number five on this list of unbiblical statements Christians believe God won't give you more than you can handle. <laughs> I wrote a whole article on this for when we were doing... Blogs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you want to take it? Explain it away. Okay, well, my explanation was <laughs> the reason that that is a lie is because we can't handle things within our own human nature. Exactly. That proves our reliance on God. In order to make it through those tough situations, we have to have ultimate faith in in him and where he's pulling us through and the lesson that we're going to learn from it if i was just to rely on myself i'd be up the creek without a paddle a long time ago (laughs) because i don't have it within my own human nature to make it through those tough situations yep exactly uh and there's a lot of people that are probably hearing this and thinking i'm positive i've read that in the bible and what you actually read was, uh, I don't remember the actual verse, but it was, I mean, the, the location of it. But the verse is, God will not uh, let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Mm-hmm. For when you are tempted, he will give you a way of escape mm-hmm. also. Uh, so, I mean, you can see how that would have morphed over time into God won't give you more than you can handle. Right. Basically, what it's saying is that when you're tempted to sin... God gives you the way out, and usually that way out is to pray or read your Bible mm-hmm. or reach out to another believer. Yeah. It's one of the many, many ways that uh, 
Goth has given you to keep yourself in check. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, he can be our strength when we are not strong enough to handle these things. Uh, but, yeah, it's not just about the the resilience of our human spirits. Right. <laughs> like, well, we can, can do it. on our own. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So I guess a more accurate statement would, would be, God won't give you more than you and he can handle. <laughs> yeah. God won't give you more than you can handle without him. Right. Uh, God won't give you more than you can handle with him. With him. God won't give you... <laughs> See, now you're muddling. Yeah, now I'm confusing myself. (laughs) So, whatever. It's just not in the Bible. Uh, Number six, (laughs) a list of unbiblical statements Christians believe. Bad things happen to good people. Dun-dun-dun. We are, none of us are good. Exactly. The sentiment does make sense, but if we follow it all the way through, the idea of a good person is very subjective. Mm-hmm. Uh, often we place ourselves in the judgment seat of what is good is bad and who is good and bad. Uh, the most popular way <clears throat> to make that judgment is by comparison. You know, I might be great in comparison to Phil who eats people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in <laughs> comparison to person. Jesus, exactly, who was the ultimate good. Right. We have all sinned. We have all fallen short. Uh, we are all unrighteous, and none of us are good. None of us are good. <laughs> none is righteous. No, not one. Romans three tw- ten. Uh, so yeah, folks, um, you ain't so great. <laughs> so bad things happen to bad people. <laughs> yeah, and good things happen to bad people. Yeah, things, things happen to happen people. To people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, number seven. When you die. God gains another angel. <laughs> I, this, like, this has become my most favorite thing that we have ever shared on the on the morning show. I, if I could be in love with a list, I would be in love with this list. <laughs> well, elaborate. Why is this one of your favorite things? Well, because. Well, okay. So number seven. I'm elaborating on number seven. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. The whole list as a whole is my favorite. It's a good list, yeah. God created angels and he created man. We are two separate beings. (laughs) When we die, we do not gain our angel wings. There are angels in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) It's separate people. Separate. Uh, First Peter one twelve says it was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. So what it's basically saying is this separates uh, humans and angels in the fact that actually humans are set above angels. Angels wish they could be humans in some aspects or wish that they could have experienced things that we experience and that uh, we often entertain angels mm-hmm. uh, in our daily lives without knowing it. Um, yeah, yeah, not a not a thing. You're not, not going to become an angel. Uh, also, you don't really have like a personal guardian angel. Uh, all angels are kind of well, not all, but there's a whole set of angels that are guardians, but they guard guardian all of us. Yeah, when your thing. grandfather dies, he does not become, become your guardian, guardian angel. angel. <laughs> Um, also, when someone dies, 
chances are they're not looking down on us and watching our every move. Right. They are in they heaven. They don't get a little TV. We're, they are in heaven in awe of God, that. worshiping him. <laughs> they could care less about what we're doing. Just so do you, do you know of any others that need to be added to this list? Well, I just said the one. The that really didn't have to do with angels. It had to do more with death. That when right, people right, die, right. they're not okay. watching over uh, us. I have one that has been repeated by tons of people that I fully respect as teachers and pastors and believers. And it all comes down to the fact that none of them have really researched it. They're just taking it as truth. Okay. And that is that fear not is written in the Bible 365 times, one, one time, time for, for every, every day, day of the year. year. Except for leap year. I mean, you're allowed to <laughs> you're allowed to be fearful on February 29th. Every four years. You're right, just that day. No, it's uh, not even remotely true. Really? It's not even close to 365. Really? At the highest, you know, using different translations and, and whatever, the highest number that I've found is closer to 140 times, which is still a significant amount of times. Okay, did it they count like... In, but yeah, that's that's including do not be alternate afraid. phrases like do not be afraid and, and uh, yeah, other things that are similar to fear not. Uh, so even including that, it's still only about 140 at the highest. Tisk, it's like 80 tisk. at the lowest at some some translations. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but we have let this... We, I mean, I've, I've, Rick Warren has used it in yeah. an article. Other people, it's, it's a popular thing because it's, it seems so magical, and that there's, there's one for every day, but, <laughs> but it's just not true, guys. It's not wow. true at all. Don't, don't. Okay, it's, so it's just dumb to repeat things that aren't true, even if they're great messages, just to look better as Christians. I hear what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Shut up over there. So, <laughs> again, things I've been struggling with for the last week or so. Um, I was going to say earlier, I kind of want to I want to put that, you know, as my my Facebook status. The whole article? Not the whole article, <laughs> just, you know, seven unbiblical statements Christians believe. Number one, number two, number three, number gotcha. four. Number, just to stir up controversy. Yeah. I did, I did something similar to that this past week. I posted a list of uh, six, that, six lies that Christians tell themselves. Yep. I saw that. And... <laughs> But yours was still very comical in a lot of ways. Like it I started think comical. people are going to read mine it and be like, "Comical." Oh, <laughs> drew you in comical. Then it hit you right in the gut well, towards it did. the end. Yeah, but and it was okay. So just uh, real quick on that, I did that tweet, which was the five things were or the six things were. Uh, I really liked that Christian movie. Uh huh. Caleb has enough variety for me. Yep. Coffee addiction is not a real addiction. Uh-huh. Um, oh, what was the fourth one? It was, I'm going to do my quiet time every single morning. Fifth one was, I'm going to pray for that person. And the sixth one was, this list didn't hurt my feelings. Yeah. So six lies. 
So last, I think it was last week, we talked about, it might have been the week before, we talked about Patricia Heaton uh-huh. and how she had followed me like four years ago. Yeah, yeah, And we had yeah, this discussion yeah, yeah. and how she was my best friend. Yep. But really, I had just been putting on airs because we had that one discussion and then we've had no interaction since. Mm-hmm. Well, she finally, she retweeted that tweet <laughs> this Isn't week. amazing? And I'm like, Yes! We're friends. She heard me. She heard my fears and worries. <laughs> and she just wanted to let me know, we're still best friends, Matt. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but that has become one of my most viral tweets in a long time. Yep. It's like almost close to about a thousand uh, it was a good likes one. and several hundred retweets. It was like a good it. one. I like it. I like it. Uh, anyway, I'm bragging on myself. I liked how you slid <laughs> Caleb in there. You, know, you didn't do it as number one because that I would did. have just been obvious. That would have been obvious. You did it as number two, though. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Then okay. we had some, I did share that on Becro Baptist Church and we had somebody obnoxiously ask, what's Caleb? I'm like, come on. I mean, I hate on him, but you know what Caleb is. Also, we have Google. Why are you asking? And that was it, folks. That was the number one voted topic from our first 100 shows as voted on by you, the people, Back Row Baptist Church over on Facebook. If you aren't a part of that group, join that group. We have a lot of fun. Join a lot that of fun. Group. A lot of fun memes. A lot of fun laughing. We try to have a upbeat and no debates and no none of that garbage because... We want it to be a refuge for you guys. So come on over. It's also a good place to get some updates on Back Row Radio. Uh, not too many, but, you know, enough. And, uh, yeah, it's a great place. Mm-hmm. Come along. Uh, before we leave, let's do our Ask Us Anything okay, ready? for today. I'm super excited. All right. What is the most unusual place you've ever been? Let me hear it, Matt. Where have you been? Mm, unusual. Unusual. Here, okay. Matt doesn't travel a lot. Right, I don't. Yeah, I guess it would have to be Meow Wolf. I thought you were gonna say that. Yeah, because that was a strange place. <laughs> Meow Wolf is a art exhibition times a billion. It's like an entire giant building that they have built all these like uh, fantastical worlds in. It's like you enter in, at the beginning, you enter into a house, and the house looks normal on the surface, but then you start seeing all these weird things like mirrors that don't reflect and ripples in the tile, and and uh, like you open a, uh, a cabinet, and then inside it's like a tunnel that's been dug out all the way up to some source of light you can't see, and then you open the refrigerator, and you walk into it. And it takes you to a portal, like this futuristic science fiction uh, Star Trek looking thing with doors that have hand scanners to open the door. And it just, each one is a different world that you go into. And then it turns into this weird treehouse thing. And it's just crazy. And it goes on forever. There's so many, you just go world to world as you're traveling through this thing. It is the most immersive. And strange thing I've ever seen. Like in that house, they have the way, you know, this just gives you an idea of how they're doing this. In the house, they have an aquarium that's got all these kind of like uh, underwater neon colored like branches, you know, that mm-hmm. are sticking up out of the ground. And they have fish swimming in it. Well, later on, you're walking through a giant room 
that has all those neon branches over you and now you're in the aquarium in the aquarium it's just the weirdest thing very cool uh took a lot of work for them to build it and it was really neat and kind of scary i'm like afraid to take my kids there even though i think they'd love it because i think they'd be freaked out a little bit really (laughs) yeah but it's been so popular that I know they're at least building another one in Las Vegas now. Really? Yeah, like it's been that popular. Wow. So, uh, yeah, if you're ever in Santa Fe, that's the place to go, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We're going in October. Oh, yeah. Nick you haven't been, April. right? No, we haven't Gosh, been. Gosh, yes. We haven't been. It. So I am excited. I'm mm-hmm. pretty excited to see Nick, that. Nick, April, now y'all you, are going to love it too. Uh-huh, now you, uh, you haven't been scared because Nick and April's daughter, Abigail, she will have just turned... Four. So I'm worried. I think she'll be okay, especially with okay. all the adults around. I mean, it's not like there's people jumping out at you or anything. There's nothing, like, particularly frightening. Okay. Are you okay? What's yeah, going on? Yeah, there was something in my hair. <laughs> oh. We're talking about scary things. Oh, yeah, it freaked me out a little bit. Spider in my hair. Okay. <sighs> the most unusual place I have ever been. It took me a second to think about it, but... <laughs> the Kapukin Crypt... Don't say that word again. Kapukin. Kapukin. <laughs> Sounds offensive. Kapukin? <laughs> okay. Kapukin Crypt? Uh-huh. In Rome. Okay? And what it is, is it is a series of chapels underground beneath a church. Okay? And it's, is that it where is, they win a national treasure? Maybe. <laughs> it is a f- true crypt. And it's almost like a museum. Like, it has a museum feel. You know how you walk through and you see the exhibits and whatnot? But it is a crypt of friars' skeletons, their remains, put into different um, sculptures, if you will. Put into sculptures? Uh Uh-huh. Yep. So, like, one of them that I'm remembering was a... um, They had all of the, the skulls all formed into like a, a the archway of the room. So you are literally walking underneath all these skulls of friars to go into the next room. Yep. Terrifying. <laughs> it was actually kind of cool. Like you walk down there. I had no idea. Our friends, our best friends from North Carolina came to visit and it was the one thing that they really wanted to see. And so I was like, okay, fine. First of all, I hear crypt, and I thought tales from the crypt. So it's right. like, okay, we're going to see a skeleton, I guess, but whatever. And I walk in, and it's like more than you could ever, 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 ever imagine. Just every hard surface, every area is covered in skeletal remains. Why, though? <laughs> it's their way of... Um, Basically honoring the friars that Make were there. them into a table. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's pretty unusual. Yeah. Pretty unusual. I'm just glad that I actually had somewhere to say. <laughs> All right. Stick around. We'll be back soon to close out the show.
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show here on this Thursday morning and the end of our 100th episode. What? We've got your Bible verse and thought for the day. <laughs> Bible verse for the day is Jeremiah 17, 7. But bless is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. Been doing this for 100 episodes and I completely lost Forgot track I'm supposed to talk that. next. Uh, <laughs> our thought for the day comes from CCM Magazine. Every time you smile at someone, it's an action of love, a gift to that person, a beautiful thing. Thank you for joining us this morning and for all of our 100 episodes so far. Here's to 100 more. When we're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, we hope you'll be with us, too. We also have an encore presentation every day at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed together into a podcast for you over on BackRowRadio.com. And don't forget to tune in tomorrow for Feel Good Friday as our buddies Donnie and Jordan take over the morning with their show, You're My Friend and I Trust You. Tune in Saturday morning beginning at 8 a.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific for six hours of classic Christian music to cruise to in our Saturday morning cartoons block. And then tune in again Saturday night for our rap block, two hours of nothing but the best hip-hop and rap from yesterday and today starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And as always, be sure you're connecting with all aspects of the back row by visiting thebackrow.org and join our meme-packed Facebook group at brbchurch.com. If you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio as a whole, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio. Mo, what's the final word? 100! <laughs> keep That's it a, 100. Keep it 100, y'all. How did we make it this far and didn't say that yet? I don't know. <laughs> That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye. Hundo Hundo P. Hundo P. <laughs> I love that one. That's my favorite of the new uh, slang words. Hundo P. Hundo P. Hundo P.